staff training is coming. There's no stopping it. And instead of piecing it together mere hours before the staff arrive for the summer, here are some things you can be doing right now to get ahead. This is Camp Code, another innovative podcast brought to you by Go Camp Pro. Camp Code is dedicated to helping you create and facilitate the most effective leadership training so we can raise the bar for professionalism and preparedness of our staff. You can find our show notes and our blog for summer camp leaders and directors at gocamp.pro. Do you ever feel like you're spending so much time at the office that you have no time left for camp? With UltraCamp, you can track attendance, manage staff applications, and streamline registration so you'll be back outside in no time. Find out more at ultracampmanagement.com slash campcode. Welcome to Camp Code, a podcast brought to you by GoCamp Pro. We have created and are dedicated to this podcast because we believe that staff training is one of, if not the most important part of your job as a camp director. Staff training is what prepares your staff to care for their campers, to feel confident in their skills, to do their jobs to the best of their ability, and to learn along the way. A well-thought-out and intentional staff training will help you in more ways than you can imagine, and we need to help each other bring our very best. Welcome to Camp Code, everybody. This is our 103rd episode. Now that we've passed 100, I think I'm going to announce it every time I host. So this is our 103rd episode, (laughs) and we're going to start off by introducing ourselves. So Ruby, if you'd like to start, please. Hey, everyone. I'm Ruby Compton. I'm the Chief Exploration Officer for Ruby Outdoors. I'm a friend and supporter of camp, mostly based out of the Western North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains area, but do trainings all over the world. And my pronouns are she, her. Thanks, Ruby. Gab, how about you? My name is Gabrielle Rail. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm one of the camp directors at Camp Boro, an all-girls camp in the Laurentian Mountains of Quebec, Canada, and we focus on creating a positive environment for gender minorities. Thanks, Gab. And I'm Beth Allison. I'm co-owner of Camp Hacker and Go Camp Pro. My pronouns are also she, her. I am a camp consultant and a trainer in Ontario, Canada, and I love building community. So there is so very much to do as a camp professional all year round. And at this time of year, without that summer schedule where we usually know where everyone should be and what they should be doing at any given time, it can sometimes be overwhelming to figure out what we should be doing right now. So in this episode, we've got some ideas. So Ruby, let's start with you. What should camp pros be focusing on at this time of year in the middle of March? Well, I know there are some overachievers out there who are already working on their staff training schedule. I'm guessing for a lot of folks, plan staff training is on your to-do list and you haven't actually really done it because you're like, oh, it's a really giant task to do. So here's what I want to encourage you to do is to pull out your training schedule from last year and find a way to represent your training schedule where you can do movable pieces. I prefer to do this on Google Calendar. You can do this with post-it notes. You can do it with big sheets of butcher paper. Uh, There are other apps and and things that are out there where you can do visual like jam boards, things like that. So you I love a good app. Oh my gosh, right? Yes. Uh, I get too many (laughs) in my world. Uh, So 
find whatever works for you and start with these basic pieces. Start with what are the unmovable things? Maybe that's your start time and end time for training each day. If you have meals during your training, uh, put in that meal time and give yourself more time than you think you're going to need, especially at the beginning of training, because meals are going to take a little bit longer to get everybody all squared away with where to put stuff and, you know, all that learning the routines um, and allow yourself the ability to just like pick pieces up and move them. I found that to be really, really helpful. I did a lot of that on Google calendar. Pretty much always. I would just set aside a week, create a calendar called the staff training calendar and just be able to pick up and move those pieces and make them bigger and smaller and shorter and wider and um, put in notes that I had from the previous year. And if you'll just start with that, like, don't think about anything else, but just start with like giving yourself a visual representation. I think then that'll cue you to start figuring out, okay, these are the sessions I need to keep working on. These are the things I need to fill in. This is the trainer I need to hire and make sure they get scheduled to come in. Uh, but start by giving yourself a, a visual representation. And you can do that as a first step right now. You have the tools. I love that. And then you can start adding in all these little things like you're at a conference or you're just, you know, sitting on the bus going somewhere and yet an idea pops in your head. You can throw it in there somewhere. I love that. Having a place to put it all. All right, Gabs, what about you? What should people be doing right now? For me, it's um, so this is like ultimate reverse engineering, but for me, it's practicing journaling at night. Um, And I would have two categories, one, um, you know, good to know. And the other one, um, glad I did. So, so the reason why I'm suggesting this is that I really find that my notes from my summer really help guide me for the next year. And I've tried to journal throughout the day. Um, that's impossible at camp. It's, it's just, it doesn't seem to work. And there's so many things throughout my day where I'm like, Oh, I really should, be teaching staff this, or I wish I would have done this, or I have a great idea for a program and, but there's no time to do it. And, um, I also forget some of the awesome things that we did. Um, like, I'm so glad we took the time to X. I'm so happy that we did this training because wow. And, and I'm not aware necessarily the training that we do on the day of the training, how it impacts us during this, uh, how it's going to impact us during the summer until these situations actually happen or those scenarios actually happen. And then I'm like, wow, we did take time to do this. Thank goodness. Um, and so these notes I find really, really help me. I it's, I have one page per day um, at least, and there's, there's small pages though team. So don't worry about it. Um, they're just one page per day or more, but I never put two paid two days on one page is my point. And um, it's basically a, a re- it's basically a reminder of some of the things that I wish um, we would have done, or let's make sure that we keep on doing. And then also, I read some of my crazy notes, and I'm saying, "Hey, I was really tired there. I need to take more naps." Um, <laughs> where I'm like, "All staff must have mints in their pocket at all time because mints are amazing." And I'm like, "Not, it's not a bad idea, but." At the same time, I don't, I don't know if that's necessary and we're going to be okay. You know, like maybe, maybe there's some bad breath happening and I don't know what was going on that day, but I, I think it also helps me see some pendulum swings or it allows me to not pendulum swing because I'm looking at that. So practice journaling at nighttime. Um, and I can't step more than 15 minutes anyways, before I go to bed, uh, anywhere I just fall asleep. So just do 15 minutes. 
I like it. I like it a lot. And I will tell you that having mints in your pocket is a great way to wake yourself up. It is something that causes a reaction in the body, especially after you've eaten food to digest it and wake yourself up. So whenever I was doing first in the afternoon uh, sessions, I always handed out mints. Um, so maybe that's where your brain was when you made I that think, note to I yourself. I honestly think so. And I just, <laughs> but I was like pockets, mints, everybody not, must have. And I was like, why is this is really, so some of it doesn't make sense and it's okay, you know, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> All the good parts. Out. There you go. For me, now is the time to be doing your research. Now is the time to look into all kinds of issues that your camp could face this summer when campers arrive. So check in with your local businesses. Are they planning a street fair that you should know about, either to take staff or campers or avoid planning things on a specific date? Is there some great special they want to highlight that you could add to your camper info package for their grownups? You know, like your camp will have its own ice cream flavor in the town closest to you where they might want to stop on their way to and from camp. Are there ways that you can work together to build each other up? Check with your local government. Are they planning any changes to cell coverage? Will there be construction on the highway to camp all summer long? What's their latest COVID protocol? Are they developing new plans for a dam that could affect your out-tripping? Building a relationship with your local municipal government is always worth the time. What's the buzz in professional camp development? If you can attend workshops or conferences, great. If you can't, due to time or financial constraints, take a look at the session titles, Pay attention to what folks are talking about on the Summer Camp Pros Facebook page. Be aware of the free webinars that are offered by your association. Again, even if you can't attend due to time. Just knowing the buzz will tell you what you need to be paying attention to and putting some effort into. There are lots of podcasts out there. Go Camp Pro has quite a lineup these days. But there are also other podcasts out there, usually free, that are great resources where you can also multitask, like listen when you're washing the dishes or walking the dog. Figure out what books people are recommending and then pick up a few. Ask if you can interview returning staff or camper parents or, or social workers or teachers or professors and ask them how are their kids or are their students doing right now? What trends are you hearing in these conversations? What do you need to be aware of and plan for for training this year? So that's what I would do is get some research done. We'll be back with some more great tips after a word from our amazing sponsor. Hey, Ruby, I can't help but notice you look a bit distracted today. Huh? What? Seriously, what are you doing? Um, scrolling Instagram. But we're podcasting. Uh, I know. But Ultra Camp's Instagram account has some really good stuff lately. Okay, check this out. They have this post where it talks about what anxiety looks like in kids. And it has specific, like, what does it look like, sound like examples. Love that. And I am hypnotized by them taking one of their brochures and making it into an origami flower. What? It's so cool. Mm-hmm. That really does sound cool. What? What's their account? I'm going to look that up. It's Ultra Camp HQ, all one word. 
And it's worth the follow, even if you aren't shopping for camp software, because they post some super useful content. Also, did I mention that Ultra Camp is offering a guide titled Five Unique Ways to Connect with Campers Outside of Camp? When you visit ultracampmanagement.com slash camp code, you can download this free guide and find out there also how Ultra Camp offers no limits on what you can report on or how often you can get insight or advice. With Ultra Camp, you get unlimited custom reports, unlimited support, unlimited training, and unlimited users. Ultra Camp's goal is to provide resources so their clients can spend more time in camp doing what they do best. If all this doesn't sound like your registration software, don't you think it should? Visit their website, ultracampmanagement.com slash camp code and set up a time to chat. They look forward to meeting with you. And we're back. All right, Ruby. What else should people be working on in March? Okay. Um, I think I have a few ideas, but I'm going to go with this one. I think if you have a end of training eval that you do with your staff, this is a great time to pull out last year's and review them and, and remember what are the things that went well, what are the things that need to be better? If you're like, well, that sounds like a great idea, make one. If you don't have one, make it now. And so my end of staff training eval looked like a one page and it had basically the highlights. So any outside speakers we had come in, any specific sessions, uh, and then categories of stuff like meals or uh, activity time, right? So if there were, I didn't have to list out every single thing, but I gave them an opportunity and, and had time during training where staff sat down with this evaluation and told us what they liked about training that year, what they didn't like, how they would change it. Uh, and of course, at the end of this eval, it also asked, Anything that you think particularly went well that we should definitely do again in the future, anything that you think we missed or need more of. And this is useful. It was anonymous uh, and it was such a useful tool for checking in on how we did with training. And you do not need to wait until training or the day before you're going to distribute this to develop this. Do it now. And even if you're leaving some spaces blank because you're like, I don't exactly know what the sessions are going to be called. That's okay. You can make the template. You can, again, put in those immovable pieces that you know are always going to be there if you have daily routines or, or check-ins or reflection or cabin time or whatever that might look like. Um, you can go ahead and put those on there. And then as you get closer to camp and if you filled out more of your staff training schedule, then you can fill those in. But it's the idea of you want to have the test uh, while you're studying for the test. So while you're planning and preparing your staff training, why don't you go ahead and have the eval form so that you know specifically what are some of the goals you're trying to accomplish and how you're going to figure out if you accomplish those things or not. So build that staff training eval. Do it now. Obviously, it doesn't have to be on paper, but definitely create time during your staff training, even if it's 15 minutes, for staff to fill out an evaluation and make that evaluation right now. Yeah, so important, not just for you to get the information, but for folks to feel like they had a say. I think that's important when you're training staff. All right, Gabs, what about you? What else should people be working on in March? For, for me, it's um, as, as we all know, I love collaboration and I would be, I would be, um, pulling a couple of staff members to work on a couple of pieces for the summer. And that's for two reasons. One, so that 
these pieces get done and um, and that you have other people's inputs uh, in it. But two, it's building team right away. And I, I find that that it's difficult to maybe motivate or get individuals before the holidays uh, to work on camp. Their, their brain's not really in it. But around March time, people are really looking towards, you know, the St. Patrick's Day's around the corner. There's there's some, you know, fun stuff that's happening. Everybody's hopeful for spring. Um, for those of us that live in Canada, we're very hopeful. Um, and then we get disappointed, but we still need that community to bring us back up. But this is a time where people are thinking about the summer. So so choose one, two, or three projects that you're interested in. It could be building community with, with first-year staff members. It could be um, how to welcome um, this year's campers. It could be um, a, a fun staff night out. It, something that's simple, something that's easy, and bring some staff members together and, and work with them over Zoom, over the phone. If you can in person, that's amazing. But you're you're building community right now with a handful of staff members, and that energy is going to transcend into your staff training. Equally so, you can give them a sneak peek behind um, behind the staff training curtains and say, hey, this is what we're, we're looking at. This is where we're thinking. We have a couple of guest speakers. What do you think about that? They're all going to say it's great. They're excited about the guest speakers. That's really fun, but they're going to tell their friends. And that's amazing. That's how you want to leak that information. So, um, so, so you know, get those, get those little committees going and, and, you know, start building uh, connections with your staff members now. Fantastic. Fantastic. For me, it's the time of year. If you haven't spent time on it already to start to review and reimagine ways that you already do things, even if they've been successful, there's always a way to tweak things, to make them better or to change things up, both to satisfy people who return every year and to role model that change is exciting and good for us. I would either be reviewing these types of things myself or because I'm already so busy, maybe I could find expert volunteers to help me out. So these would include things like my camp menu. Do I have an alumnus or a parent who is a dietitian? Have I gone over my camper staff and parent surveys to see what's popular and what's not? Do my research now. See how I brought that point back in again from my first one. Um, doing research now is going to really help you. I mean, is chicken going to be insanely expensive this year? If so, what do we do for our menu instead? Because we know prices are going up all over the place. How about rethinking your protocols for power outages or weather emergencies? Climate change is affecting us more and more every year. How could this affect camp this summer and what can we do to be more prepared? How about your staff manual? Has it changed since 1990? Have you taken into account all of the new protocols, the different ways staff are learning these days, the knowledge gap many staff are likely to have after two years in a pandemic? Is your staff manual fun? Is it easy to understand? Is it engaging? What can you do to improve your environmental footprint at camp? How can you reduce, reuse, recycle, upcycle? Can you partner with a local pig farmer to help food with food wastes? What other local partners can you partner with? What else can you spice up or change altogether? Themes, programs, campfires, offsite trips, drop off and pick up, information packages that go out to campers, to staff, to campers, grownups. Nothing should be off the table. So now is the time to really start thinking 
talking to other camp pros, sharing those ideas, asking questions, dreaming of all the possibilities, and figuring out how you can make them work. So start taking a look at things and how can we tweak everything to make it better? Does anybody have anything else they'd like to share? I have one more. I'd love to throw out. Yes, please, Ruby, go ahead. So I think now is a great time to check in on your own certifications or is there anything that you need Mm. to recertify? I think sometimes camp directors fall into the trap of like, oh, I'll just do it in May when everybody else is. That's a terrible time for a camp director to be trying to do certifications or June if, if, you know, you really start training in June. Don't do it then. Do it early. Look around. There are probably certification courses that are offered uh, that might even offer you a nice opportunity for a weekend away. Uh, If nothing else, even if there aren't certifications to maintain, just taking a class of some kind, I think putting yourself in the learner's shoes as you're preparing training and again, just putting yourself back in that space, I think will give you some good ideas for things you want to make sure you do for training. That is really, really smart. Really smart. Anything else from you, Gab, or are you good? I have, I have just, um, please um, go ahead. Organize. Um, whatever, whatever you, you need to organize, do it now. Um, as Ruby said, you don't have time in May. Um, is it, um, is it your emails? Is it your, um, is it your whatever? I'm like trying to think of organizing things, anything to do with paper, organize, organize, organize things that we maybe are like, I'll get to it tomorrow. I'll get to it tomorrow. Set yourself up for this summer so that those are, aren't things that you need to, um, you know, worry about if you don't have, already uh, payments that are already that you have built in monthly, make sure that those are all done. Anything to make your life easier, but certainly organizing your things, just try to get that done as soon as possible. Smart, smart. And one little last tip from me before we move to our recap, work a little bit every day, building staff relationships long before summer comes create a nice plan for yourself to reach out to your folks at least weekly, either through Instagram or Twitter or TikTok or emails or handwritten notes or audio messages or videos or phone calls, whatever you've got. But do all that you can right now to begin building those relationships, that trust, which is going to be so important for staff training, and those shared experiences. Your summer self will thank you that you have not left it until staff training to start building those relationships that your people will find so important um, this summer. All right, Gabrielle. It's recap time, please. Recap time. What do you need to do this summer right now so that you feel awesome for this summer? Well, let's start with Beth's suggestion of research, research, research. Now, when she said research, I was like, where, where to start? But of course, she gave us a list. Um, Your local area, what's going on with them? Find out conferences, podcasts. You can do podcasts and multitask. Interview parents, teachers, um, staff. I love this idea because staff members also really like proof. So if you're like, we interviewed, blah, 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 blah. This is what they're saying. Blah, 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 blah. It's not just coming from you. Blah, 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 blah. Trust. I think this is going to help. Also, um, when you're planning staff uh, training, let's do something visual. I love that, Ruby. I love buying those markers that you can write on your windows if you have big windows and write it out and start with the unmovables where I don't usually know where to start. Ruby's suggesting the unmovables such as meals and sleep and et cetera, et cetera. Um, Also, Ruby's suggesting, hey, you know, when some people say um, that was last year's news, 
Well, actually, she means it in a good way. Last year's news is good for this year's news because it helps inform you on um, what we can tweak, what we can change. And that's also going a little bit with what I was talking about with journaling at night. It's keeping a record of your experiences, your thoughts, um, and what are some of the adjustments that you want to make for the following year. That's such a great tool. And when we're looking at, at, at the following year, we're looking at our staff members and creating that group and creating that community. And I like to do that by having some wonderful committees created so that they can help me start planning for the summer. And that's really to start building connections with our staff members. And Uh, Beth has taken it to another level of saying, let's up our game with those connections with those staff members. You can use Instagram, you can use um, actual personal notes to handwrite to your staff members, but up that up so that they're feeling already a strong connection to the organization that they're going to be spending their summer with. And also when we're looking at that, we can... We can also look at a little bit, what can we do differently? What could we do better, including our camp uh, food or staff manuals? Um, maybe we're partnering with local partners or info packages. That could be something that you talk to your staff members about. Hey, like, what could we do differently? What could we, could we do better? Maybe we build a community. Either way, these are just some suggestions on how to make your summer awesome if you start doing it now. Thanks, Gab. That skill that you have really does amaze me every single time. (laughs) Thanks for sharing it, making us look good. Here is how you can get involved. You can tell us your thoughts on this episode by using the hashtag camp code. You can also tell us the topics you'd like us to discuss, which we've been getting some recently and we're really excited about. It's really helpful for us to know what it is you'd like us to chat about. Any guests you recommend that we might have on the show or any great leadership tips that you have to share. We would love to hear from you because as we say every time, we're all about sharing in this industry. And if you have found our podcast to be useful, we would love it if you could give us a rating and a review in your podcasting app. Your feedback does help keep our show going. And if you'd like to contact us individually, here's how you do it. Ruby, let's start with you. You can reach me, Ruby, at rubyoutdoors.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at rubyoutdoors or on Twitter at rubylin85. Thanks, Ruby and Gabrielle. You can get in touch with me at info at waro.com, waro spelled O-U-A-R-E-A-U.com. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Gabrielle Rail, and Rail takes two L's. Thank you. You can visit our website, gocamp.pro, email me directly, Beth at gocamp.pro, or find me on Twitter at Topaz. And for our next podcast, we are going to answer the law, this age-old question, what do we do? when we lose our dream team. Our final segment on each podcast is a best practice for leadership training, and we would love to hear some of your memorable moments or most effective tips, and you can tell us what they are using that hashtag camp code. But this week, our best practice comes from Ruby. Okay, my best practice, I'm going to tell you a concept, and then we're going to apply it to camp. So heard this on another podcast and I am, I've been a terrible podcast host. I did not look up who it is. So I'll try to do that to make sure it's in the, the show notes, but there's a lady who is like a professional organizer and you can hire her to come help you get stuff organized. And she has what's called the Sunday basket. And there is a basket that lives in her house that like as bills come in or like, just like stuff that needs to be taken care of, but isn't like urgent, urgent, but needs to be taken care of, you know, sometime soon it goes in the Sunday basket. And then every Sunday, She goes through and empties the basket and deals with all the things. And so I've used this personally as an idea that 
Um, if we sometimes like you just want to knock out a task, but sometimes you do not have time to do so. And so it's really nice to know I have this time blocked off later that I know I'm going to take care of all those little maintenance sort of life things. Uh, and so that's where all those tasks are going to go. And I've set aside this time to take care of it. So it's nice for those things to have a place to go that, that paper trail, um, but also a time. So it's kind of two components. I think this can be used at work as well. You could have a quote unquote Sunday basket or Friday basket or Monday morning basket, you choose whatever. Uh, but just that place where you're like, this is a task that it requires some effort, but it's not right now. Um, and then the thing that I will tell you is if you keep finding stuff in the Sunday basket over and over and over again, because you keep not doing it, it's time to delegate or delete that task. <laughs> so that's something to pay attention to as well. I've also done this as like a folder, just like a, a you know file folder, that stuff that I'm working on in a given week, that it all goes there so that my desk looks tidy and I don't have paper everywhere, which anyone who has ever worked with me knows my desk is always ridiculous. Uh, but anytime I try to do better, that I kind of use this like Sunday basket idea of that I, I'll collect all the stuff I'm working on and put it in a folder so that it's tidy. So when I come in the morning, it's not overwhelming. And I can open up that folder and spit all the papers out again. But all of that stuff just isn't that visual clutter. So think about the idea of the Sunday basket and how you can incorporate it in your workflow or at home. Thanks, Ruby. I love that. And I think it could be a great tool for camp staff as well. Like as a whole staff, you have your Sunday basket or whatever day of the week it is of tasks that you just don't have time to deal with and aren't necessary for the day. And then when you all sit down together and say, okay, this needs to get done. Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? Who's going to do that? Could be a great way to look at it. I love that. Thank you for sharing that with us. All right. Camp Code is part of the Go Camp Pro podcast network, and you can check out all of our other podcasts at gocamp.pro slash podcasts. There are amazing people there with very wise advice. So look them up and give them a listen. And in fact, Ruby, why don't you tell us about what you have listened to most recently? Today, I want to invite you to check out the Fundraising at Camp podcast. If you ever have or plan to ask folks for money, again, organizationally or personally, this is a podcast you need to be listening to. In all transparency, I edit this podcast, and so that is part of the reason that I listen to it. But the practical tips and tools have gotten me so excited. It makes me interested in looking at jobs that do fundraising and development work. Isn't that wild? So especially if you're gearing up after an exciting or disappointing fundraising year, this podcast gives you the tools to take your philanthropy program to the next level. You can look for fundraising at camp and that at is like the at sign in an email. So fundraising at camp in your podcast app of choice, or you can go to gocamp.pro slash FAC for more info. Thanks so much, Ruby. And now from all of us here at Camp Code, thanks for the listening, friends. Please remember, no other industry shares their best practices the way summer camps do. If you use an idea you heard on a Go Camp Pro podcast, please be professional and remember to give credit where credit is due. The Camp Code is brought to you by Go Camp Pro. Thanks for the listening, friends. Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus. 